What is your profession? Welcome to OCR Audio with your hosts, Luke and Jack. So we're joined today by Matt Mossman from Endurally, the part endurance freak. <laughs> How are we doing, Matt? You good? I'm doing awesome. How are you all doing? Excellent, man. Excellent. Excellent. I've just finished reading all the letters after your name. I know. It's, it's very impressive, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the longest uh, job title in the world. <laughs> More to the point, do you know what any of those letters actually mean, Natasha? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, need okay, to Natasha, I don't them. think I remember either. <laughs> <laughs> I will be Googling afterwards. Oh, I'm sure if we're, we're going to have a lot of laughs, hopefully. That's, that's, that's when they're good. <laughs> well, I have to admit, this is going to be topics that I'm very interested in. All sorts of things about nutrition, supplementation, anything like that. I've got a bit of a, an interest in. Very nice. Well, I'm your guy. Excellent, Matt. So before we get into Endurally, let's talk about yourself. Um, so how did it all start for you uh, with Endurally? More as a, like as a, the whole like becoming an endurance athlete? Yeah, how yeah, you yeah. Oh, this is actually a really good story. So growing up in high school, I was a puny little runt that tried to pay, play a lot of sports like basketball and wrestling. I just, I just got my ass kicked, basically. <laughs> and then I... One day, this is the true story, my dad told me about the two-mile track record at the high school, and, like, something just, like, fired off my head, and I don't know why, and it's like, man, I really want this record, and I don't know why I want it. So, literally, <laughs> the next day, I started running. I started running about five miles a day, and then over the next, oh, three or four years throughout high school... I was running anywhere from like 100 to 120 miles a week, and I eventually got that uh, record, and then it just all kind of snowballed from there. Um, so that's how it all started, and then after that, I went and I ran uh, college cross country and track and field, and then I actually ran as a pro for Adidas for about eh, about five years. Wow. Never heard of that. What was the two-mile record? The two-mile record at the time was nine minutes and 45 seconds. <gasps> Oh, wait till you hear this next part. I effing crushed it. I ran a <laughs> <laughs> you know what? How fast? Nine minutes and six seconds. <gasps> yeah. Hey. Has not been taken down in the last 25 years. And that was my whole goal. I was like, if I'm going to set this record, nobody's ever going to get it again. And that's just my nature. <laughs> that oh, would be my impressive. Does. Matt, if you were to go and do that tomorrow, what time do you think you'd do? Right now, as a 40-year-old old fart, I could rip off a, I could rip off a 940 probably pretty easily on the track. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. And when you say you were training that amount of miles a week, we're not talking like flat miles now, are we? We're talking like, because where, where are you from? I'm originally from Iowa, which is a farming community, but most people think Iowa is just like flat, boring farmland. And for the most part of this, but it's a lot of hilly terrain. So type of training, I mean, uh, you know, long, long hilly runs, intervals on the track, uh, a lot of everything. It wasn't uh, easy by any stretch of the imagination as far as the terrain goes. Mm. But, but that very... makes uh, flat running around a track probably seem easy. <sighs> Piece of cake all day long. <laughs> I so you just jump straight into five mile runs. 
Love it. Yeah, like I said, I don't know why, but like that's just, I don't know. That, like I said, that's kind of my nature. I'm a little bit OCD about everything I do. And when I get my mind set on something, I just, I just do it. And I don't know why. I just do it. If I want it, I do it and I get it. Have you ever <laughs> met, um, have you ever met Dean Canese? Yeah, that crazy dude that runs all the ultras. Yeah, so <laughs> his, his first book, he got to 30 and his wife turned to him and says, you're looking a bit fat, Dean. And he had a pizza, right? And he went out on his 30th birthday and went and ran and just did not stop running for about 40 miles. Yeah. And that was it. It was like, this is what I want to do. I was built to do this. But he did that at very late. And now that guy's crushed, obviously, as you know, many records and ultras and all sorts. But it's crazy how you just know. Yeah. And I think you hear that a lot for, I mean, even athletes outside of like endurance sports that they just like a basketball player one day, he went down the playground and he shot a, shot a hoop from 30 feet away and he made it. He's like, I might be kind of good at this. And it just, it just <laughs> happens. Like, I don't think I ever intended to be a, an endurance athlete. I was more going for like a hand model or something like that. But hey, the endurance <laughs> part probably suits me more well. Um, I can't remember who said it, but they did. They said, I remember listening to it. And thinking that's so true. Someone said your sport finds you, and it is. It's just you suddenly find something you're good at, and you stick with it. So, how long did it take you to build up to a hundred miles a week? Yeah, I did it in less than about eight months. Oh, Any oh, injuries? Yeah, well, I was gonna say it's probably the most stupid way to do it in terms of like training methods and stuff like that, but. One of the things with, I don't know, some people you find, especially with runners, they're very biomechanically efficient, right? There's not a lot of wear on their tear in the body from the day in, day out of like pounding on, on the pavement or whatever. And I just happened to be one of those individuals. So my body was always really good at handling like the high mileage and adapting pretty well to it while avoiding injuries. Nice. What, what age were you then? Sorry, Matt. How old am I now? I'm 40 yeah. years old. What age were you then? Oh, when I set the two-mile record, I was 17 years old. But yes, that's quite a young age to be handling that amount of volume as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of volume, and it's not something I would definitely recommend for, you know, the majority of, like, high school athletes. Because a lot of it, too, as I got into my 30s, I got really, really burned out from doing mm -hmm. the high mileage over all the years. And it may have uh, had a, kind of a negative impact on my long-term success as a mm -hmm. runner. So yeah, not the smartest way to do it, but at the time, you know, that's just that's just what I did. And but hey, you've got the record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was that was the main goal. <laughs> so what do you do then? Just go, that's it, I'm done, sit back, you know, or did did you then go, right, okay, this is what I want to do. The next step, what was that? Oh, next God. step was, yeah. oh, I'm just gonna go run for Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like after that, like in the state of the Iowa, in state of Iowa, like nobody could touch me. And I, and I say that with all modesty. So like the challenge wasn't there anymore. So when I was done with that, I actually started training for marathons and I was the, actually the youngest runner in the hundredth Boston marathon that next year after. So I started just training for the longer stuff and kind of got out of like the high school sports and focused more on just like big road races and things like that for a new challenge. No. Go, go on then. Make, make us sick. What's your marathon time? Uh, like best all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. What did I do? Uh, two hours and 21 minutes was my best marathon time. It's <laughs> quick. So not too bad, but not, not world-class. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. So Matt, when you started running for Adidas, is this way um, it opened up for you for like the world of nutrition, sports science? Did you find like Adidas 
gave that to you as an athlete? Did you find out more about it then? Yeah, that's that's a little bit about it. As like an athlete, I always wanted to find like every single way I could optimize my performance. Nutrition and supplementation played a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But the whole part as far as like the supplementation where I really got interested was during my undergraduate uh, college education at Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. I had a chance to study under a guy named Dr. Jeff Stout. And not a lot of people are familiar with him, but he's like... I, like the godfather of supplement research. Anybody that knows supplement research knows this guy. So I had the, you know, I was extremely lucky to study underneath him, do a lot of clinical research on supplements as far as what works, what doesn't. And that's where it really got me interested. And then I had that information with me that I could use as an endurance athlete that I could pair up with my nutrition strategies to, like I said, eke out every inch of performance I could get. And how old were you when this interest in nutrition started? Or were you like the typical 17-year-old who didn't really think about what he ate? Or were you always <laughs> interested in it? I, I still don't know what I want to do. but um, <laughs> True story. I think uh, probably right when I started running in college. So that would have been like uh, when I was 18 years old is where I really had that exposure to the whole nutrition and, and supplementation and how it can really benefit athletic performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find that um, supplementation is more geared towards the strength athletes rather than the endurance athletes? Is that in your early years, is that what you found? Yeah, I think like for the majority of the supplements out there, yeah, they're definitely more geared towards the bodybuilding crowd because that's just kind of how it's always been. And then with like the endurance like side of the spectrum, I mean, what do you think when you think of like endurance supplements? You probably think of like sports drinks or gels mm-hmm. or chews and things like that, which absolutely have their place. But there's, so, you know, there's a handful of other things out there as far as endurance supplements that really can have a big benefit on performance. And that there's the data to back that up. I'm not just, you know, saying over here and spinning a lot of what I call bro science out. Like you'll see, you know, so-called experts on the internet say, Oh God, if I, if I eat goat balls, I'm going to run, you know, 20 <laughs> minutes faster or something like that. This is like actual legitimate clinical research done on things like caffeine or uh, beetroot powder or things like that, that have, have the data su- to support its use to improving endurance performance. Tell me about beetroot powder. I keep hearing this. Have your beets. <laughs> have your beets. <laughs> Yeah, so beetroot powder is a really effective endurance-enhancing ingredient because basically when you ingest it, it's broken down into nitrates. And what nitrates do is they, the easiest way to explain this is it lowers the energy cost of exercise, meaning basically harder exercise seems easier when you take beetroot powder. And uh, this is basically because the nitrates uh, cause something called endothelial relaxation. So your your vessels go, blood vessels go from really narrow to a little bit larger. And then that equals more working, uh, well, blood to working muscles, more blood to muscles, more oxygen. You run faster, you know, bike faster, et cetera. Okay, I think we need to go get some beats, boys. Get some beats. Take mine. Yeah. Take mine. Take that bit. Take that bit out of the podcast, so I'll come. <laughs> yeah, if you start if you start eating beets too, like if you start peeing bright red, don't freak out. It's okay. It's, it's something called beeteria that happens in some people. Some people <laughs> yeah. really I get that. Out. I get that. But no, oh, I get red weak. Did what you freak out, like, the first time you saw that, you're like, what the so basically, I'm, I, you're going to hate me now, Matt. I'm that freak that went keto quite 
I, I did keto really like to the point of, and, and to answer you, I really did quite well for the long endurance stuff. But personally, I was really struggling to get blood around my body, if you know what I'm saying. Yep, and, I know <laughs> <laughs> and that was the one thing, the one thing that really helped. Honestly, like with the beetroot, yeah, yeah, straight away. Yep. Obviously, yep. relax the vessels, allowing blood to flow. Boom. Wow. My sports performance <laughs> was perfect. Oh God. <laughs> Glad to know. <laughs> you realise that every male on the planet that listens to this is now going to be running out there and probably just smashing that. Well, that's the like like companies will actually sell beetroot powder for that purpose, or they market around there, and it, it actually it does work for that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So you can get blood where you need to go and then also run really fast. So you know, I was doing it from a sports point of view. Can I just point out? I've just noticed that it has... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how funny. Yeah. So that, in Jurily, um, talk to us a bit more about Jurily. So your company, sports supplements, this, uh, how did that all start? You were in the industry working for some big companies before and then decided to create Enduraly? Yeah, so the story behind behind that is before Enduralyte, I worked the past 15 years as a research scientist and consultant for all these sports nutrition companies out there. So if you go into, like in America here, like a GNC or a vitamin shop or any place that sells supplements, a lot of those products you see on the shelf were probably created by me over those 15 years. So, and then we, these, these supplements that I made were mostly towards the gym crowd, like we were talking about before. And then just one day it kind of struck out to me like, you know, hey, there's, there's all these great supplements out there for the bodybuilding crowd, but nothing really exists in the endurance world as far as really innovative, effective supplements outside of like the, the carbohydrate stuff, you know, things we were talking about before. So, Honestly, I had this epiphany again. It's like, man, I'm really tired of giving my best ideas away. And I think I see a niche in the endurance sports market outside of like the carbohydrate gels and sports drinks to really make a difference and make some really kick-ass supplements that are going to have a, a huge benefit to endurance athletes, whether you're a cyclist or runner, an OCR athlete, a triathlete or whatnot. Mm -hmm. and the whole idea of Enduralete was kind of born out of that. But the funny part is like when I started Enduralete, First and foremost, at first, I was just going to make it a purely content-driven site where people could come and get like accurate information on supplementation, nutrition, and training. But with my background and the, the need to feed my family, I was like, well, I better start a supplement line around this too. And, you know, and then it just, yeah, it just happened. And yeah, it's been, it's been a very well-received uh, product so far and a very crazy ride, especially like within the obstacle course racing community, it seems like specifically. Mm -hmm. You've got the likes of Ryan Woods taking it as well, so that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, we have Ryan Woods on it, Raya Koble, a lot of uh, a lot of top athletes, and nice. yeah, they just really, really took to it, and yeah, and, like I said, it's. And how did you come into like the OCR world? Did you know about the sport before, or did you just start meeting athletes and supplementing them for? Yeah, I mean, I knew a little bit about the OCR world, but honestly, like the whole catalyst for this whole thing was uh, Michael, Mark, and Stephanie Quinn um, from Fent Lake Media here in the States, which I, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with those two. Yeah. But actually, Michael, Mark, like contacted me out of the blue. He's like, this is a funny story. This is how the relationship started. He actually wanted to buy 
the Endura Elite domain um, name from me because he was thinking the same thing. He wanted to develop a line of supplements, but we actually started like uh, talking more and more over the course of the year. And he's like, Hey, I really think you need to get these products into the OCR market. I see a huge benefit to it. And so he's kind of been my, my guy to introduce the supplements to the OCR world. So a lot of the credit is, well, yeah, all the credit's due to him getting the exposure and early exposure within the OCR community. Nice. So yeah, Rio Cobal, one of uh, one of the guy, the athletes that you're supplementing or giving supplements to, uh, she did amazing at World's Toughest Mudder. Um, one again, second year on the trot. Um, was there any specifics that you did with her about her supplementation for a race like that? Not really. Uh, well, yes and no. So Rhea takes our Performally pre-workout uh, product and about uh, just over the course of knowing her, she's like, you know, how should I take this product for ultra endurance type events mm-hmm. like the Tough Mudder over a 24 hour? And with like our Performally product, you know, we usually recommend you can take every, you take your initial dose 30 minutes before and then uh, subsequent doses every four to six hours thereafter to really mm-hmm. keep on producing those endurance enhancing benefits. So with Rhea too, she's such a superstar. I mean, she puts in all the hard training, which is, you know, 99% of her success or, or more. And then the supplements just maybe help give that little extra edge um, when it comes to, to race day and training. Amazing. She's a superstar. Yeah. Oh, she's, she is. Yeah. She's absolutely amazing. Like not many like endurance feats amaze me, but like what she did the past two years at these world tough mutters is, it just blows my mind. Like the amount of endurance that requires them on top of that to have like the mentality to keep on just grinding that long and going through water in the middle of the night and freezing your ass off. Like I, just, I tried to wrap my head around that. I was actually down in Atlanta watching the, at the world's toughest mutter this year. And it got down to yeah. like 30 degrees. I'm like, God, that just looks miserable. And like, yeah. I, just, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, God, these people are just badasses. No, we're just a bit loopy. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That's that's what happens after you run for like sixteen hours straight. Connect with us on Instagram at the handle OCR underscore audio. You can connect with us on Facebook at OCR audio. You can also interact with us at OCR audio episode chat on Facebook. If you need to do, why don't you review? <laughs> oh God, he's made it rhyme. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> you can leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> Five stars. Have you ever done an OCR yourself? Ooh, this is this is a very top secret question. I may or may not be training for an OCR races next year. Dun 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 dun. I think I got the running part down. That whole coordination part. We'll, we'll see, but yeah, don't be surprised <laughs> if you see me popping up in a few places. Hey, uh, how exciting! Keep yeah. on, Spartan. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm excited for it too. It seems like it's it's a really cool community. Like on like, I mean, running is a cool community too. But the OCR community just seems a lot more tight knit, and I like the camaraderie behind it of like people helping each other out during the race and still competing. So it's 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 very cool. It's very intriguing to me. From the from the science point of view, obviously, let's take a 24 hour run for instance, and a 24 hour OCR race. The nutrition and the supplements behind that is surely it's going to be completely different, is it not? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Like nutrition for a 24 hour race is way different from, you know, shorter races up to a two hour race, especially as it relates to basically fueling yourself for that long and keeping blood glucose levels elevated and specifically the amount of carbohydrate you need to consume on an hourly basis to be able to keep going. So, I mean, specifically with OCR as well, because obviously you've got the carries, the heavy lifts, the physical, you know, using all those muscles to climb as well as, you know, it's not like it's running. It's obviously very, you know, um, using the same muscles over and over again. But with OCR, um, you know, requiring a lot more carbohydrates as such. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, with, with OCR, you're thinking endurance, power, speed, strength, all the above. And that definitely, especially, you know, with the explosive type movements, does require a lot more energy. So, yeah, I mean, to perform really well, I mean, you guys know this better than, than I do probably, to perform well in a longer OCR race, you really need to have your nutrition dialed. And I would say it's, I mean, it's a huge part of the success of all the top level athletes or, or the novice athletes too, just to feel good during the whole race as, as much as you possibly can. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, in general, like with endurance athletes, you're looking at consuming anywhere from about 30 to 90 grams of carbs per hour, depending on the intensity and the duration of the event you're participating in. So like with a 24 hour race, like if you can consume up to 90 grams of carbs an hour, which is a ton of carbs, you're going to notice a really great benefit to that in terms of sparing as much muscle glycogen as you can or energy and keeping blood glucose levels elevated. So basically you have the, the fuel for your muscles to continue contracting and moving. Do you, does, it, one, does one of your products contain that amount of carbs per serving? Yep. Our, uh, our Sustain Elite Sports Drink, it was formulated specifically for that. So with that product, you can take anywhere from one to three scoops with each scoop having 30 grams of carbs. So one scoop, obviously 30, 260, and 390. But beyond that, and a lot of people don't know that, is once you get above 60 grams of carbs an hour, your body needs different types of, of, of carbs because it, it can't absorb just one carb over 60 grams. That's why a lot of times you'll hear people say, man, I ate a lot of carbs during the race, but my gut was just torn up or I, I felt nauseous. And that's because when you get above that threshold of 60 grams an hour, your, your gut transporters for carbohydrates just can't absorb and digest it. So with our sports drink, the Sustain Elite, we have five different carb sources in there to address that specifically. So we'll have quick digesting sugars, uh, medium digesting, uh, more complex carbohydrates, and then very complex carbohydrates. So you could honestly, like if somebody wanted to use our Sustain Elite product for like by itself as sole source of nutrition and hydration during a 24-hour event, they absolutely could if they wanted to, and it would suffice, and it would work really well. But, you know, sometimes during a 24-hour race, too, all you want to do is eat a candy bar and drink a Coke, and <laughs> I, I totally get that. I'm, I'm looking at it now, and see so you've got, like, brine, brown rice powder, sweet potato powder. It's got your sodium, your potassium, all sorts of goodness in there. 
Yep, all sorts of good stuff. Amino acids in there too, like with the amino acids, that helps prevent muscle protein breakdown. And then amino acids, if carbohydrates are running low, can also be used as an energy source. So it's a, all a, a really good synergy in the product between each of the ingredients, uh, very carefully selected and tested uh, thoroughly before we even released it. Excellent. And even on your uh, Enduralee.com website, there's like the section that you've got um, and training advice, which is really good. I've just been flicking through and looking at some of the um, the articles. Quite a lot written by yourself and a few other people, but there's some great like tips and advice to go along with it as well, which is good because uh, yeah, a lot of companies put a lot of products out there, but not much behind Education. like advice, educational stuff as well, which is great to see. Yep, and you, you hit on a huge point. Like like our mission at Endurly, like first and foremost, we want to make endurance athletes more informed and that's that's why we write so much content because like honestly if the brand ceased to exist tomorrow i could honestly rest easy knowing that you know my customers or consumers or people who are coming to the site have the information to make good decisions about nutrition and supplementation and and, and whatever else so that, i mean that's really priority number one at Endurly is, de is delivering this really good content and like mm -hmm. the products only serve to support priority number one and that's that's the god honest truth like i always say like our mission is vastly more important than the money and that's the god honest truth like if you scroll through half these videos i think there's over like i don't know 200 to 300 articles on the site now and i bet less than one percent ever mention an enduralee product because that's not what we want about we're not like a typical supplement company we don't want like a lot of marketing type bullshit you know whatever and that's 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 honest like i i hate that it drives me crazy like if you want to try our supplements you know great but i'm never going to force it in your face and say like you need this to perform your best or you have to have this to to crush your competition you know if you want to try it great try it see if it works for you if it does awesome if it doesn't still come to the website get great content and become a better endurance athlete there are loads of articles here that i can see i'm going to be trolling scrolling through and reading after there this. goes your weekend. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I, I have I have a, a challenge for you. Okay. Persuade me about pre-workout because I'm too scared to take pre-workout <laughs> because I'm worried I will get too used to it and need it. Yep. And then trying to get that extra boost on a race day or something. What would I do? Yeah. So I can I can totally understand that. Like when you hear the word the term pre-workout again you think of the gym crowd right a pre-workout and most of the pre-workouts yeah and most of the pre-workouts for the gym crowd are loaded with like crazy stimulants and like gray area substances and just like stuff people just throw in there just because it looks good and, and fun facts here most supplement companies are run by marketing guys that have no idea what they're doing when it comes to like formulating a supplement which is really scary so they usually shove a, a shit ton of caffeine or other stimulants in there because they want you to feel something and better aniline to make you tingle and think it's working yes that that too so <laughs> Yeah, uh, with the pre like with our pre workout, this is a common question we get. Most people say, you know, we hate I hate pre workouts because it makes me feel jittery, it upsets my stomach, etc., etc., etc. And I, I totally get that. But like with our pre workout, that's not what's all about. Like what we hear most often about our pre workout is you, you, you know, it's working without even feeling it, which is an interesting an interesting comment to make. Like we get comments that it helps people breathe easier. They have a lot more energy. 
and the way like I formulated this supplement is first and foremost, it's all based on research demonstrated ingredients. So I haven't just shoved something in there to make it look good or have ingredients in there that have been tested in, you know, rats. The ingredients that I selected, <laughs> you know, have a lot of research behind that in the data to suggest that it can improve endurance performance. So that's, that's number one. Number two, beyond having the correct ingredients in there, we put them in proper dosages. So a lot of supplement companies on the surface um, will put like these ingredients in there, but they dose them so, so, so low to save money that it won't do jack squat, right? Mm. So that's, that's the second thing. We put like the efficacious dosing based on the research on there to make a difference in your performance. And then beyond that, like I said, we're not adding like anything like crazy over the top, like just to, you know, look good. We, I care more about stuff that works as opposed to like trying to chase after like a hot new ingredient that, you know, again, maybe had a study in rats done. And then people think, well, if it works in rats, it's going to work. It's going to work humans. It's not the case. It's total <laughs> bullshit. Rat power. Wow. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of what I would do to like, I guess, persuade you on our pre-workout. But again, like, and I'll fully admit this, like for the majority of the population, our pre-workout will work really good. But for some people it won't because some of the ingredients in our product, some people have a genetic uh, disposition to Basically, they don't, they don't, uh, what's the right word? They won't see any benefit from it or they won't react to it in the way that most people will. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you, I'll, I say that up front in a lot of my videos. I'll be like, the majority of our supplements will work really well for everybody, but not for everyone. It's not a magic bullet. I mean, you got to put in the work still, and this may give you an extra advantage. And if for some reason, like with our company, if for some reason, one of our supplements don't work for you. We, we have a money back guarantee. Like I'm not going to expect anybody to be stuck with something and spend their hard money on something that does not work for them. Right. So you're telling me I can't just take beetroot powder and not train. <laughs> well, I mean, you can, if you really want to, and it actually might have <laughs> some pretty uh, good heart health and blood pressure benefits for you. So <laughs> I would still take it, <laughs> but yeah, just don't expect to uh, take beetroot powder without any training and go, go rip off a fast time in your local 5k. <laughs> Right, I'm going to interrupt these two guys and give you a bit of a break from their voices uh, to give you our new Spartan code and it gives you 20% off for open and age group all distances of the UK races and that code is Spartan Audio, all capitals. That's Spartan Audio, all capitals. Regarding Endurally, um, can you only purchase it in the U.S. at the moment? Uh, we, we ship basically worldwide. The majority of our consumers are in the U.S., but we actually have uh, quite a few people now ordering from Canada, the U.K., um, New Zealand, um, oh, things yeah. like that. It's, it's a little bit difficult, you know, to get it overseas. Like, the way I started Endurally, like, you're never going to find me on Amazon. You're never going to find me in a vitamin shop. You're never going to find me anywhere else except on our website. And I do that specifically because 
like what it's well a few things that way i can control product quality without having to worry about like making you know margins on the product and and two i want it to remain like this niche like i don't know like i feel like if i offer it like on amazons and things that just kind of i don't know it would take away from the quality of the product and it's, it's not really something i'm willing to do like i I'm not going to put out a piece of garbage just to make money. There's, there's no way in God's green earth. I'm going to do that. So, uh, people can find the product on the website, enduroelite.com. Um, what social media channels are you utilizing at the moment? Uh, social media channels we're utilizing at the moment. We're on, uh, YouTube. You'll find all our videos on there. We're on Facebook. Um, we have actually a really cool, uh, really cool group on there called the Enduro Elite Family of Fast Facebook group, where I'll answer a lot of like uh, a lot of questions from our customers, do a lot of ton of cool giveaways, and just it's a really cool community, man. It's 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 really neat. And then yeah, on on, on good old Instagram, we're on there as well. Excellent, that's great. I have to join the Facebook group. Mm. You you better you would you would love it. There's some pretty interesting conversations. Are like we'll do like. Uh, a giveaway whoever can do like the funniest meme or something like that it's just, it's just hilarious like we like to have a, we like to we like to train hard but we like to have a lot of fun too and yeah i'm trying to think what else you'll see on there i did a uh, a beer mile on there for uh fourth of july the indoor elite beer mile we did some whiskey miles so healthy miles. so healthy <laughs> 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 so yeah that's i mean that's really what it's like my goal with endurance as a whole is just to create a really cool community of of endurance athletes that yeah train hard play hard and have a lot of fun that's that's the main goal and be informed tell me no one beat you over that beer mile <laughs> i just last the last beer mile i ran it i ran Four minutes and 51 seconds. I was going to joke and say, I bet he did it sub five, but he actually did. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm really good at two things, running and drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad, not a bad two things. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so 2019, Matt, is there anything, uh, anything coming for 2019? That you wanna... Apart from you moving to OCR. Yeah. Uh, well, for 2019, I, I can't. Well, I'm going to be sponsored UK athletes, maybe. What's that? Three sponsored UK athletes, maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I already sent uh, all three of you proposals. Ah. <laughs> Ooh, emails. Yeah, it's just going to require a six pack of good UK beer, and then we're 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 good. We'll, we'll oh. shit. We'll I'm shit. good for that. I've got Suffolk beer. I'm good for that. <laughs> no, seriously, after we get off of this, I'm, I'm, I'll send you guys some stuff. How about that? Good. All right. Sweet. But yeah, for 2019, or the rest of 2018, we're going to release four more products. And then in 2019, I, I can't give this away yet and tell you exactly what I'm working on, but I am working on something that will make basically uh, gels and carbohydrate chews obsolete. It's like nothing the world has seen in endurance sports and it's going to be, Ooh. it's going to be phenomenal. I'm into that. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, we had to persuade these guys to actually eat breakfast before they race. They used to just do it fasted. Absolutely oh, insane. Man. Over sounds, the last... I would be so hangry. I know, right? <laughs> hangry. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, like I say, I came from this keto diet where I ate a lot of fat. Don't really believe in carbohydrates. When I got into OCR, uh, yeah, 
with these two as teammates, it's difficult not to eat carbs. Go around his house, that's all he pretty eats. She eats more than most people. So, yep. honestly, I reckon she can eat more than all three of us put together. <laughs> I'm sitting there at dinner, I'm like, I've got my bit of steak and that's about it, you know. So I'm coming round to this idea of carbohydrates. I don't, gels, yeah, mm, I don't They're like They're gross, aren't they? They are gross. They are disgusting. I don't like the fact they get littered over the trails. I don't like, you know, I'm not a big fan of gels, but yes, if you can bring out a product that suits me, boom, sorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to learn to like eat all the carbs or get all the carbs. The keto diet is actually, I've been talking about that a lot lately, the keto diet for endurance athletes. I think for the long, slow stuff, like ultra endurance events that don't require a lot of like anaerobic metabolism or like high intensity anaerobic metabolism, I think a keto diet would work pretty good. But I think for like, I don't know, especially like OCR, unless, you know, you're kind of carb loading before and during, even if you're on a ketogenic diet, like if you're just on a straight ketogenic diet, I think people would just fall flat on their face when any kind of hard effort me. required. You get to about 12 miles and feel like shit. Yep. <laughs> Plus in OCR, you are not just going and aerobic. Is, doing quite well. No. I, I got quite good at it. So I was doing 24 hour runs on keto. And honestly, yep. if I can stick to like an eight and a half minute part pace and just run for 24 hours, fine. I felt bloody good on port scratchings. Yeah, but you're yeah. not going to win any OCRs <laughs> doing 8.30-minute mining. Hold on, hold on. Can I point out, I came close to my first season and did very well, thank you. But I was being beaten by top athletes. They were eating me. pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, best, I had the best race of my life eating pizza and drinking beer. That was a challenge that somebody uh, put me up to. Pizza and, pizza and beer for 100 miles. Crushed it. <laughs> I do it. Um, I'm very well trained in my stomach to eat while I'm running. Everybody laughs at me going around with my my bars rather than my gels. And I used to take bagels or ham and cheese sandwiches on my long runs when I was doing marathon training. Everyone, yeah. like, where's your gels? Now I just eat. <laughs> Good for you. That's a smart way to do it. <laughs> Proper food. Oh man, but yes, it's interesting with keto, like the long, like long ultra stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But like when you get into anaerobic glycolysis, a lot of people don't know. Like anaerobic glycolysis, the only fuel that it can use is carbohydrate. You know, it it can't use fats, it can't use protein. It has to use carbohydrates, and that's that's one comment I always get with people on a ketogenic diet is like, whenever I try to start to go hard, I fall flat on my ass. I have no energy. Well, I'm like, well, yeah, no duh. Um, yeah. in a nice way of course but, yeah. yeah the keto is keto diet is definitely interesting plus what's a life without carbs right i get angry when i don't have carbs like it, it's like it's hard like i want to eat bread i want to eat pizza i want to yeah. drink beer. see i can leave them i can i can i can leave the bread i don't need the bread i need cookies bread. i don't eat bread don't eat cookies don't eat afters oh yeah, you, when i was at your house we were smashing that toast jack with the peanut butter we were smashing toast with peanut butter, admittedly. <laughs> we were smashing toast with peanut butter. But in general, I was, that, that was naughty, Jack. Um, it's not naughty. <laughs> no, it's good. But that's, that's my mindset. My mindset is when I eat that, that's naughty. That's bad. You know, that's a bad mindset. We need to change your mindset. Potentially. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there, okay? Man, aren't our sausage rolls big in the UK? Yeah. Oh, there's a marathon. Live without sausage rolls. I used to date a girl from the UK, and like we went over there to to pubs, and I ate like I ate like a bushel of sausage rolls. They were the best thing ever. 
There's a marathon over here called Beachy Head Marathon in October, and it always clashes with the world, so I can't do it anymore. The best thing is they will give you sausage rolls and a cup of tea and fruitcake to walk up the cliffs with. <laughs> How do I They're sign up? Where do I sign up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best food stations ever. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That, that beats the heck out of gels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Excellent, Matt. So 2019 sounds like it's going to be a big year for Endurally. And for yourself, starting OCRs. Yeah, that's that's the plan. We're just going to kind of keep on keep on cranking along and keep on releasing good products and great content. And I'll see if I can keep my forty year old body in shape and injury free. And uh, you're in prime now, Matt. Don't talk like that. You're in the prime. <laughs> in my, this is very true. I'm endurance prime. Endurance prime. Endurance prime. Jack tells me, see, like I'm going to remember this, Jack, because you always tell me I'm old at 35. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't get me Arsh, Arsh. Okay, so this is the deal then. So when Matt's next in the UK, we'll bring the sausage rolls and beer, and he brings the amazing carbohydrate gel killing products. <laughs> that, that is the plan. You guys will be the first to try. Good, Matt. I like it. Well, excellent, Matt. It's been great to chat to you. Really informative and loving the website and all the content on it. Um, really great. Yeah, we'll, we'll share on our social media and we'll, we'll whack a link to all your stuff, Matt, so people can find you easier. Um, good man. Thanks yeah, for that me. sounds good. I, I really appreciate you guys having me. I, I had a good time and uh, yeah, fun talking to you. And yeah, definitely, definitely email me your addresses and I'll, I'll send you a goodie, uh, goodie box your way. Good. Amazing. Thank you. you. Yeah, we'll do a review the next time. I'll try the pre-workout. <laughs> do it. If, you, if your face starts to melt off, that's not my fault. Just kidding. Just rats and it was fine. <laughs> I'll be coming <laughs> after... A third arm, but it's cool. Luke, I'll be coming after your deadlift PB. <laughs> Bring it. Excellent. Ooh. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Thanks for your time. Spartans! What is your profession? You've been listening to OCR Audio with Luke and Jack. See you next time.